Welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picturebook Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick, discussing their business journeys, the ups, the downs, failures, successes, just having an open, honest discussion that hopefully can inspire people looking to start on that journey. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the next episode. Okay, um, welcome to the next episode of the County Business Talks podcast. So today's guest is um, MD of Identity, one of the UK's most successful event agencies. According to Forbes magazine, he's an entrepreneur of note and has featured in the Telegraph LDC Most Ambitious Leaders. International speaker, industry spokesperson, awards judge, Sunday Times Fast Track 100 ranked, CNIT Conference and Incentive Travel Awards A-lister. In October last year, was presented with the Queen's Award for Enterprise in International Trade. For me, this guest, I guess, mate, really cultivates what the podcast really is all about, true entrepreneurship. Absolutely delighted to welcome good friend Michael Geetson. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Sounds quite impressive when you read it out <laughs> like that. I haven't had that done before. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Mate, a- absolutely amazing. I mean, we- we've known each other for quite some time and um, it's been incredible to obviously see the growth of, of identity and obviously what's happened. But look, we're just going to jump straight in, mate, if we can, and let's just start telling people by telling about your business journey and where it all started. How far do you want me to go back? Mate, from the beginning, go for it. I think, yeah, I'm well business journey I've been with identity for 12 years but I guess the the lead up to that has uh kind of fell into it really um I guess skipping forward from college um where I was kind of unsure uh, I actually had a place to read law at university okay. um I'd done a few pupillages wanted to be a barrister Want to be a corporate barrister though, so okay. already there was this kind of affinity that actually I like the idea of big business kind yep. of stuff. And then, just after doing history and the amount of reading that you have to do, and I like books, but I am not a bookworm, <laughs> yeah. and, and so I kind of thought maybe this isn't for me. All this <laughs> level of reading, and so I thought oh, I'll go. And I'd like to be a stockbroker, and that's kind of where my passion for numbers started. Um, and I took some advice and you know, actually the qualifications that you need to get into stockbroking weren't that robust. Mm-hmm. You just had to be a good salesperson to get into it, but obviously be very uh, very academic around numbers, but yeah. someone to go and get an accountancy qualification. Um, from that, you can do so much and, and then go into stockbroking. So that's what I did. Uh, worked for a local firm called Watson's. Yeah, I know the guys there, yeah, yeah. And, uh, got qualified um, and during that process I had the benefit of working with lots of different business owners and I'll come on to that probably in a bit but at that time I still wanted to be a stockbroker qualified oh, okay. came out and I came out qualified in the middle of the financial crash and so <laughs> they're making brokers redundant in Goldman Sachs and all this sort of stuff and there's little old me in Eastbourne wanting to come up to the big smoke <laughs> no chance yeah. so really had to reflect on what I wanted to do after that and then as a result of working in a county practice you get to see lots of different businesses mm. and, and that was really my insight into SME 
hard grit work and so when you're doing the audits and so you know to be an audited company that I would come into you have to be of a of a certain size yeah. anyway one of the features of an audit is you have to go and interrogate the MD have a little interview and have a chat understand about the business and mm. I've got to see some rubbish ones some average ones and some really inspirational local business people you yeah. know in that time and and I enjoyed that the most out of everything that I did and mm. Steve Moore, the senior partner at Watson's, is you know, a really good friend of mine now, but a, a mentor really that inspired me all the way through my early days at, at Identity and, and now is a great support to me. But I said to him, yeah, I, I love this stuff, but actually I have a day job to do there and I have to crunch the numbers and do all this sort of stuff. And mm. I could tell I started to have a bit of an itch. And my dad was in the events industry and that's, okay. that's what he grew up you know, doing, he, he's owned a couple of businesses. And, and so I didn't realize that all my life I've, you know, been around an entrepreneur, a business mm -hmm. owner, someone's had to carry that pressure. And, and, and you know, when I was you know, 12, 13, 14, the ups and downs I would see my dad go through with my mum, I had no appreciation of what that actually meant. Uh, right. and, and then now I reflect on that and thinking, Christ, it must have been really difficult. And particularly in our sector, you know, our sector is very volatile and very seasonal. Yeah. And typically at a small level, well, I guess, you know, no offence, Dad, but in that <laughs> a smaller scale to what we were doing is, yeah. it, is it's quite hand to mouth. So you, you don't really know, you know whether it's going to be a great, great winter or not. Yeah. Anyway, so got into, uh, sorry, I came out and thought of... Um, of Watson's qualified thinking I like to get into business I really would like to get into business I like to do something of my own as I was living with my parents at the time early 20s and I said to mum and dad dad can I can I come and join you uh, and so uh, he ran a, 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 a events agency I guess you could call it but a project management company yeah. three people at the time called downland exhibitions and uh, my mum said, one, uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, why would you throw away a wonderful qualification like accountancy and go into exhibitions? Yeah. Um, anyway, I badgered them and, and, and that was it. We, I'd already doing the accounts and stuff. And so I came in and, and really that's where it started. Yeah. Dad retired a few years later. We rebranded to Identity uh, and, and started to diversify then at that point. So. Yeah dad historically doing exhibition stands um and we thought well there's more to this industry and, and really widened it and then we've kind of been on a, a huge journey yeah. really in that time wow that's so you, that's interesting then to know that you've because I, I always talk to people about it and sort of say oh where does it come from so like, oh, my mum and dad didn't you know they really hard workers but not entrepreneurial at all they run their own business and I've, I've still struggled to think where did this come from for me. I've probably watched too much Only Fools and Horses when I was younger, <laughs> yeah. maybe. But but it's really interesting because a lot of people I've had on and they said that from maybe. So for you specifically, probably you're saying that you didn't have that desire maybe at a young age to, to run your own business. It was it was not until you got into it and with the accountant side of it, speaking to people, finding out, oh, okay, this may be something I could Definitely, I, could I, I think the... When you're asked at school, what do you want to be when you grow <laughs> yeah. up, is such a, an alien concept, really. Yeah. And I think particularly now millennials and the next gen as well that's coming through, you know, it's a really difficult thing to, yeah. well, they won't 
I went for the pink one. No. Think, yeah, never did I think about being a managing director, well, A, of an agency, but of a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure, know, you sure. And even when you're around your peers at school, you don't really hear saying, I want to grow up and be a managing director. No, no, no. Um, by listening to James's one last time round, you know, are we just the unemployables? <laughs> you know? And, and I, I think my family would absolutely be nodding at this point, thinking, yeah, well, and my wife, yeah, yeah, you absolutely couldn't work for somebody else, Michael. Uh, but maybe that's a trait that you develop over time, is, uh, yeah. is, is you be the leader of a business. I'm sure, yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it? Because I, I, you do think that. I, I remember, like, similar, I suppose, times ago. I've been running my own business for over 12 years or so. And you do sort of look at it. And, uh, if I did stop them all now, what would would I look? I've always said to myself, always said to my wife, if you had to provide for me kids, I'd go and do anything. Of course, we all would, mm, I'm sure. Mm, mm. But I like to think that I've, I've struggled to go and just go and work for someone. You would, you go come up with another idea, or I'll do this, or I try that. I don't. We. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. We um, so so your dad then like it was his company that then you sort of taken over and then obviously developed in, into sort of identity. So, but it, it's interesting to know that from a like you said, not not the appreciation when you was younger, knowing that he was running his own business, but knowing that you'd been around that has probably subconsciously held you in good stead, potentially. For yeah, I mean it's humbling, and and I think it's. Uh, uh, Dad's been a great uh, ally of you know and, and a confidant for me throughout exactly, the years. Sure. I mean, he's worked in the events industry for forty years. You know, yeah, knows yeah, it sure. in, inside out. Um, but it's a very different beast, you know. Now and joining a team of three to you know now really um, I've got over three hundred staff, uh, wow. and so it's quite the different journey. And and I, I have to look to other people for understanding and guidance and support at this scale. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Um, so I want to talk about, obviously, we, we've gone through the list at the start of the intro and we've talked about numerous awards, obviously including the Queen's Queen's Award um, last year. What what would you say like, since 2009? What's been your greatest achievement? Okay. Um, me, there's, m there's many moments that I sit back and reflect on yeah. that, that are proud moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think just... Yeah, b being able to find the balance and the time and be with the family is a real proud achievement. You know, yeah. finding that 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 ability and it's that's kind of where I feel I am now. But it's not been without its graft. I think if I was to reflect, I think where the business is right now is one of my proudest moments. Yeah. I feel like I have achieved what I set out to do, yeah. uh, and it's a great time uh, to be MD at Identity. You know, there's there's yeah opportunity for us that we kind of never visioned or never thought of and 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 we are we're really looking forward to the next chapter in what we're doing but i guess there's been stepping stones throughout so uh we did a big commitment back in um 2018 we uh we invested significantly back in the business took a lot of risks yeah. the bank were very supportive let's do business were very supportive and then Locate East Sussex were doing a funding scheme. So we put half a million pounds back into the business and we were turning over a couple of million quid at this time. Yeah, you know, yeah, so wow. we, we this was big. Yeah. Uh, and I remember talking to my family and uh, well, directors at the time saying, you know, look, we can do this. We've got something great here. Yeah. But if we just plod along, it will take us forever. 
to get where we want to get to. Let's double down. Let's accelerate this. Believe in what we what we did, and yeah, they they did believe me, and and we headhunted a fantastic uh, addition to the business, Janet Dodd. Janet Dodd became a board level director with us. Very influential within the government space. Um, we also then ability to take on a lot more headcount with this. So we use this half a million pounds to yeah fund new designers, new project managers, bigger premises, all the IT infrastructure that we did and, and we never looked back because wow. we, we were um, able to secure some really big contracts. N then next came the big, the next proud bit was we delivered the NATO summit in 2019, one year after we had doubled down on this investment. Wow. Uh, and you know, saw that the we looked after some forty world leaders, including Donald Trump um, at the time at the Grove in London, and that really put us on the map. Yeah, and yeah, and sure. it was a belief that we knew that we and and, and, th and this time we were continuing to employ um, and attract great talent, people that had worked on the Olympics, that had done Commonwealth Games and other NATO summits or G20s and G7s. We, we have absolutely a world-class team. And then I guess we just come off the back of delivering the G7 summit down in Cornwall. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, really it's the only live event that is being managed in the UK and Identity were in a privileged position to do it. And wow. not only did we do it, we aced it. You wow. know, and it was a great spectacular and, and, and delivered a great event. And so I guess that is one of, yeah, one of my proudest moments of the was time. <laughs> couple of things there so when when you when you started like you sort of started with Dane you like rebrand as identity and, you, and did you back then did you have a vision for for it to be what it is now did you have did back then did you go I'm gonna make this the, a massive agency within the, one of the biggest agencies in the UK I'm gonna take it global I'm gonna do this did you, is that was that your vision back then or did you go well, let's look, I want to grow this and see how it goes good question <laughs> I'm trying to think back but so I joined Identity Downland at the time, uh, the financial crash. <laughs> so it was absolute survival mode. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that was one of the things that, I, that inspired me to go and join Dad, was that yeah. you've got a good thing here, let's, let's, let's ride this storm. Yeah. So we developed a signage company um, at that time, which was fairly big, you know, it was probably one of the biggest in Sussex at the time, yeah. because we, we needed to bring this skill set in-house and if exhibitions weren't happening, because it's the one thing that gets cold when the financial crisis is on, you go yeah. down your P&L and cut <laughs> events out of your marketing spend. Yeah. And so when we weren't doing graphics for the exhibition stands, we could go and do shop front signage and all this sort of stuff. Got it up to two million quid, you know, w within a couple of years of doing it. Mm. And, and that's because we could pull together the right people to deliver it. And we weren't afraid to go on to do some really big projects at that yeah, time. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted to be in events. It yeah, was yeah. very attractive. You, yeah. you, there's, there's a bit more of a buzz about it. The short term nature of it, the deadline of it is all very, very exciting. I might regret that yeah. now, but. Um, I suppose when you deliver it, like the, the buzz of the delivering an event, especially on the type of scale that you guys do, when when you finish that event finishes that that sense of wow yeah. we just and lo especially like you say when you smash it out of the park like with the, the, the we call it the stand out we call it stand back moment so you stand back at the end of it with your arms crossed and go we just did that amazing yeah it's a great feeling it must and be, particularly yeah. now to see so many of them televised yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's great 
But you, yeah, so we, we came in and we said we wanted to get into events. And actually, now you make me think about it, the ambition was very high then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very high. Yeah, And we are disruptors in our industry. You know, never mm. before, it's, we're probably the largest independently owned events agency in the UK. Uh, and yeah, we are we are changing the way things are done in the sector. Mate, that's incredible. And I tell you what, the, the other part for that question that I, what I find quite interesting is that you you qualified as an accountant, and I guess from I guess, I guess I'm just assuming, but you got you look at accountants generally as being quite risk averse, and then you've gone, oh, I'm not going to be an accountant. I'm going to run my own business, and I'm going to do this. So. You've obviously the complete opposite to that, especially when you talk about 2018. We're going to put half a million quid back into the business. Yeah. That's qu- you know quite ri- a risky thing to do. How do you like? Wh- where is it down to the fact of just self belief and believing in yourself that you go, you know what? I know that I've got a great team around me. I know what my vision is, and I know I can achieve it. And just believe that wholeheartedly, and that's what you know is going to going to get you there. Yeah, I think so. I, I think the um, it's why I'm not an accountant. Which yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like me. <laughs> I think the uh, I think you have to. I think you absolutely have to believe in yourself. Mm. And if you wobble, uh, then you know people won't follow you. Yeah. You know, and you've got to have strong leadership in this. But yeah, I, I firmly believe in what we do and and how we do it mm. and. Always from a young age, I've, I've, I've enjoyed leadership roles. Yeah. You know, I'd get into a team and often lead the team. But uh, creativity, which I did not appreciate, so I like numbers. Always have liked yeah. numbers, but I didn't realise I was a closet creative. And it's something that's really come out of me mm. over the years of doing, you know, being in events. But actually, you know, identity. We we talk about creative all the time. You know, we've got to design things and create things, but. Creativity is about problem solving. Creativity yeah, sure. is about coming up with a solution to something. And I relish that and yeah. didn't realise I'd done that all my life. Yeah, uh, sure. Very quick to solve problems. And, and I think that is, yeah, that's part of it is that I've, I, I enjoy the mechanics of running a business. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to the next one because I wanted to talk, obviously, look, we've talked about the growth and the success, brilliant, um, and the amount of achievements. Businesses have ups and downs. Tell me about some, has there been the downs during identity, the, some, maybe some failures, some things that you have gone into, that kind of, oh, I shouldn't have done that, that's not worked out. Um, talk to me about that, and especially, I guess, the main thing, running an events company, eight, 18 months ago, <laughs> a global pandemic hits where we can't do any events. What, what's your mindset then? How does that look? Ups and downs, highs and lows. <laughs> I mean, where, where, where do I start? I mean, I'd love to do it all over again. I could do it in half the time. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think the recruitment, everyone will talk about, you know, and I hopefully we'll come on to it a bit later, just about people and culture and how important yeah, it is. And so surrounding yourself by talented people is essential in any business. And therefore, if they're not talented, you need to you need to get rid of them quickly. And I think m- many of, you know, our going through it, I was too slow and, and, and too too hesitant to react to poor performance or people that didn't align with the culture as the business grew, you, yeah. you need second chances and third chances because I like to think I'm a nice bloke <laughs> uh, and, and, and actually what you're doing is really detrimentally affecting the business, yeah. 
the culture and so on if, if someone isn't performing in their role or, or, or isn't or, or mood hoover as I like to call them but I love that phrase yeah. I love it and so I think that's something I've learned you know and, 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 and as a result yeah, it's brought about some highs and lows always around around people but yeah. I can hand on heart now say I've got the most amazing team you know and wow. I really that actually is something I wake up every morning and think yeah I've got such a quality team around me and that's taken 12 years to refine that <laughs> yeah. I think and then really just winning and losing that in in agency land where I live yeah. you live and die by the quality of a pitch and presentation and, and there are very few retained accounts um, that you get in the world of events they, they, they run from project to project and yeah. so we we burn the midnight oil we, we feel like we're creating the next greatest thing to fit the client free and you pitch it and it just doesn't quite connect or land or you pitch it and you think you've absolutely nailed it and then you don't win or you, you know and, and, yeah. and that's terrible when you do win the, the euphoria is amazing <laughs> yeah, there's nothing sure. better than a pitch win yeah uh, and so i love that um and, and really I, I think then lows right so talk about and anacerebralis, right, for identity, really. And yeah. you, we were absolutely flying February 2020. <laughs> yeah. Everything we touched was almost turning to gold. We'd, we'd got new grand plan for office in London. Um, we had a fantastic order book, great pipeline in place. We were a couple of years into this momentum of investing back yeah. into the business and stuff, and we, could ab we absolutely had traction. Then we heard we were pitching at this time for um, the climate change conference, uh, massive, massive conference, um, and uh, we were kind of oblivious to this uh, contract. Mm. Sorry, we were kind of oblivious to what was going on around the world. Yeah, we heard yeah, about yeah. this virus that was going on over yeah, in China. Yeah, yeah. In March, ba -boom, ba -boom, ba -boom, all the jobs started cancelling, and 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 we just finished pitching this large project and I was able to come up from the parapet and look around thinking well, we're in a bit of trouble here <laughs> uh, you know and then we lost several million pounds worth of pipeline work overnight uh, and then it all went and then I knew this would be serious because we were thinking we're all right well summer I think everyone was like June, July. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be September. We, we won't be long. And, and historically, it's quiet for us in the summer anyway. Yeah. And then when they started putting hospitals into all the national exhibition centres in the UK, you're thinking, well, we haven't got venues now. Yeah, this is not coming back anytime soon. And it didn't. And so we went from turning over several million pounds a month. And in March and April, I think it was 50 quid or 70 quid. <laughs> that was it. Wow. And I thought to myself, <laughs> we're in, yeah, we're in we're a bit in of trouble here. However, we were fortunate enough in 2019 that we could see the ascendancy of digital technology mm. in our sector. And so we'd invested in a new digital department. We had headhunted some great digital guys from yeah. some of the major players in London. And in February of 2020, one of our clients, um, the Royal Navy, was uh, hosting an event for recruitment and we had to cancel it because of Storm Dennis wasn't acceptable for them. They've got a big campaign getting through it outside of our control, but just not acceptable. So we went back as a team and said, right, what are we gonna do about this? And we scratched our heads and we came up with two words in February. One was pivot and the second was virtual event. 
And so <laughs> little did we know how important that would be for the future of our identity yeah. in the next 18 months. And so in February, we delivered a virtual event. In March, we went on to deliver a, a half a dozen of them, still not really knowing what's going on. And so April and May, we came out of starting blocks and smashed it. Compared to any agency that was near us, as we were, we had already had a year progress into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were working with or consulting into uh, Panasonic, I think Cisco, Microsoft, even Apple, um, other major players in this in this area about wow. virtual events. Now, it didn't really materialise for much because virtual events just are no replacement to events. Yeah, and we yeah. are absolutely mass participation, large scale events agency. Yeah. yeah. But it's made it's garnered great relationships. We're still a, an agency of, of trust and choice. Yeah. And then we've gone on to win this climate change conference that I spoke about, which is the United Nations COP twenty six, which will be the world's largest hybrid event ever. Wow. And run by us. Uh, wow. and so wow. yeah, I mean we've 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 come out the other side, uh, and yeah, I mean we've gone from tripled in size over the last 18 months really yes, what, an, what an incredible story like, like you say you, the events industry as a whole you sort of look at what, what, what hospitality has been affected events you look at them and go that, that, those industries God, that's tough sitting here talking to someone like yourself who's gone who's tripled in size in an event like what a it's, it's phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. I think like the, the whole virtual events and uh, event side of stuff. I guess like embracing that and just and getting p other people to embrace it as well. Because like you said, most people are like, oh, "Add oh, that it's never going to replace a live event." But if I guess if you created something that can, it's the it's the next best thing. This is the only option we've got. Yeah, that, I guess that's the thing you've got to get. At. This is the only option we've got, but we can deliver it to a high level and do what we do. Events people are incredibly agile and incredibly resilient. Yeah. You know, and I think if there's ever an opportunity for me to publicly thank the team, you know, like going, looking back in April, yeah. we, we, we had to restructure, we went through a round of redundancies, we didn't know what was yeah, coming yeah. around, but as a team, we rallied together and my team have never worked so hard. Yeah. You know, in a period of growth, you, you know, and, 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 and loads of uncertainty around us, we absolutely doubled down as a, as a bunch of individuals and particularly with my senior management team as well is right guys you know what are we going to do you know yeah. how are we going to how get through this yeah. and, and, and we strategically went through we targeted events that were covid proof that didn't need audiences you know yeah. g7 being one of them you know there's diplomatic dispensation for travel we, we the climate change one that i mentioned yeah. we also worked with the government on a series of covid operations and campaigns and yeah. so we were very clever about how we would tackle this year and and it all kind of came true yeah amazing and so there's like um like as a team we're, we're obviously going to come on to that i guess culture but as a, as a leader i guess at, at that time for you like you had to that that mindset there obviously you know you've got a big agency turning over a lot of money to go then go was there points that hey blimey um this is a real <laughs> This is a real struggle, but then because of culture that we, we go on to, that the people around you, you get everyone in, and they've all bought into that what you 
the culture you've actually created. And as a leader, then you've got to go, we are going to get through this and this is how we're going to do it. And, and everyone buys into it. I mean, I w it leads us on nicely, actually, because I want to, that, that's the next thing, just talking about the culture that you've obviously created there at Fidelity to grow from, and how do you achieve that from growing from three, four people to 300 mm -hmm. and creating that ethos and culture throughout the company? Talk to me about that. Yeah, I've, I've always put people first in, in what mm. I do. I've always felt like I've got a good measure on what makes people tick and mm -hmm. and what what excites them. It's what makes me a good salesperson, I guess, yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. how to understand uh, yeah. what, what people would buy into. Um, and so, yeah, being a salesperson, I'd like to, you know, feel that I can I can sell it to them. But yeah. really, it's 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 confidence building in instilling confidence into other people that they can do it and we can do it yeah. and, and, and achieve it. And I think, yeah, right. Well, the other benefit that I've had, because I really have learned it uh, and learned on the go, really, yeah, you know, yeah, on the yeah, fly, sure. values, culture, you know, I, I never did any formal training in any of this. Yeah. Um, but what, well, what was interesting is for many of our clients, we were doing things, internal conferences for them. Hastings Direct was a great client for us as we were doing a lot of their internal comm strategy for them uh, or implementing yeah, it yeah. for them. Um, and that's really that they taught me a lot about you know, company values and we created our own very early on. And I think in my second year, they're called the track values, which are teamwork, responsibility, ambitious, creative and caring. And 10 years on, they're still relevant and alive that's I think amazing. that was very, very important. You know, teamwork in our sector is so important that, yeah, yeah. you know, we're a group of people coming together to achieve a goal. Responsibility, you need four HDMI cables on a job and you only bother to, we don't bother to count them in and there's three. Well, when you're in Germany and it's a Sunday and it's 11 o'clock at night and you need four HDMI cables and somebody in the team has only packed three, the, the knock-on effect is huge. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. could be the screen that, Boris Johnson is about to get on and talk about a trade deal for Brexit. And, you know, oh, and so actually the there. ramifications are huge yeah. just from that one person not bothering to count the HDMI cables. Wow, Ambitious wow. has always been something for me with the team as well as joining a business that is growing fast, you're forever on the back foot. Yeah. You know, and so you actually have to sign up to wanting to be part of something that is going places and realize that it's going to be a bit lumpy, it's going to be a bit bumpy. Uh, but that's what we want we want to keep growing did you let me just interject quickly there do you like like you said you're quite you like to fit the, the obviously general character which clearly you are because you've grown in that sense but do, is it something do you, do you identify quite quickly then like someone comes in and you, you maybe the interview come across okay but they they come in and they just don't that they're not fit like so i listened to something that talked about um i listened to rio Ferdinand talk on one of the high performance ones and he talked about the culture at man united and they just would be like sitting in the dressing room they just won the league cup for example they come in and one of the players i can't remember who it was he was talking about one of the players coming and he goes yeah come on we've won a, won a, won a cup blah 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 and rio was like we've got champs league on wednesday this is nothing they literally it was that tight and he said he's not going to fit in here He's not going to be part because he didn't buy that, he, and he didn't. He wasn't there the next following season. He didn't buy into that culture. Is, it, is that something then? Uh, it, like, obviously, if you've got the, I, I find it brilliant that you've got the, the, the those five points, and that's your core values, and that's the 
and that's what you everyone buys into over the course of the thing. Anyone that doesn't fit into one of those things are probably not right for all of those things. All of those all things. All of those things, definitely. I think that's what's important. Well, they've got, got to, to buy into every part of that. Yeah, and, and and that's what I was alluding to earlier on. I think my my generosity in my earlier years yeah. would have been to extend that goodwill to somebody that didn't fit that yeah, change sure. in that mold. Also, because a lot of the time I I was starstruck. You know, a lot of the people I was headhunting, you got to bear in mind, I was probably 28, 29 at the time. <laughs> you know, I'm employing people that are 50 years, have got 50 years old, have got 25, 30 years experience in the events industry, been doing you know bits and bobs that you know, I could only dream of at this yeah. stage. Um, but actually, you know, if you haven't, if you if you don't fit the identity way, yeah. then this isn't for you. Yeah. And this is what I think, you know, and, th- and they might not be wanting to rejoin an ambitious company. Yeah. Ambitions that we wanted it to be. Yeah, 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 sure. That's it's fascinating. It really is. It really I think. Is. I think. And you are. We. Covid. Was the litmus test. Of good culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all of a sudden yeah, when we yeah. broke and you, you people were working from home, video was the choice of communication. Uh, I think that is one of my proudest moments where we, we stood up. So I shed a tear in front of 150 staff when we closed the office and all this sort of stuff. It was very emotional for me because, you know, something I've been working tirelessly for 10 years, got it just, it's when like I was training for the Olympics and all of a sudden, you know, they just about to go and get the go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we shut the office, we talked about salary cuts, all this sort of stuff. And, um, I was thinking to myself, what can I do yeah. in this time? And so Amelia went to uh, almost daily videos for the team. So uh, I would uh, daily update from the MD. Yeah. And I would film something, cascade it around. And it was an insight into what the business was doing, but also how I was personally coping with homeschooling with two kids under five at the time. Uh, and, um, yeah, trying to... trying to get us out of this, trying not to lose as many staff as we possibly could, try and retain clients that we'd worked bloody hard to get but didn't have that relationship with them. Uh, And so the daily update was then thrown in with a lot of social activities. So we did the wine tasting club, we did quizzes like everybody did, but I mean, we were consistent and we were on it and we did it well. and, 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 And I'm so proud of how we try to maintain the culture that we had throughout this period and we had a management away day yesterday and I'm feeling a little bit fragile today. <laughs> um, but uh, actually it's in the latest staff survey coming out of that away day was um, people feel proud to be working at Identity. They are, they love the peers that they work around and, and they're excited by the future of the business yeah, so amazing. actually to maintain that still is, is great through that period like you said especially because especially being obviously a people person as you are you like being and, and everyone within the events industry like you say they're generally around people because you have to be dealing with stuff then to obviously have that taken away everything's behind a screen and stuff but do, do you what I find fascinating about that is the fact that you're saying about crying in front of staff showing vulnerability being open and honest uh, one of the things I want to achieve the podcast because I'm grateful for you being as open and honest about that but to get that to the staff as well because obviously see you as you know you're the MD founder etc etc then it just reaching out to them and then being able to see 
he's in the same boat as us. He's at home, we're homeschooling. He's still, he's an MD. Because yeah. I think people's perception sometimes of staff, though, perception is, oh, well, you're the MD, so he's not. He's How's your ivory tower? Yeah. Exactly that. And I think by, it sounds, and obviously listening to you talk about it, that, that I'm in this with you exactly the same. We're all, we're all in this together in that sort oh, of sense. Oh, bloody was. Exactly, you know, exactly, yes. Yeah. on the line at the end of the day. Uh, uh, you know, exactly. And, and like, well, you've got more to lose than, all right, they potentially lose a job, which is, you know, but eventually they, but, but you could lose something you've built up, like you say, mm. over 10 years, blood, sweat and tears, everything else has got into that, to go, hang on a minute, is this just going to, yeah, definitely. I, 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 only my team can speak for uh, <laughs> them, themselves, but I think we showed a lot of humility, yeah. a lot of compassion uh, at that difficult stage for everybody because there was so much uncertainty mm. in the country. Uh, and we tried on a case-by-case, individual basis, mm. attend to the needs of all of the staff at that time because this all that we could do yeah. and I really do I have no regrets about how we managed the pandemic with our team um, could we have done it better yeah definitely but I have no regrets uh, do you <laughs> I don't think there's it that same as being a parent there's no playbook is there you do, no. you do what you do add to you as a business owner go you know what I'm going to put in that strategy there I plan for when when that global pandemic might happen in a couple of years I'm going to put some planning in place <laughs> none of us knew no, everyone was getting up every day going just need to get through this somehow and we're going to we work on a day by day basis, like you say, and just try and get through. And I think, but what what's key and what uh, the, the the messages I'm getting, obviously from the culture side of it, is that you you from going from however many you have up to sort of 300, like you say, but just having those core values is so so important. I guess yeah, from definitely. any business owner and knowing that people have got to buy into. It. And, it, uh, and I always because I'm obviously a football fan, I always use the football analogy and stuff like that. But creating that culture within. I think the same in that dressing room, like I said, I listened to the Rio Ferdinand and the, the United culture or whatever it is, but it, it is, it's such an important thing. If you believe in those values and everyone buys into that, all aspects of it, that's that's where you're going to go. You're always going to grow and be, be stronger and get through. And when you do have the lows, because the highs are great, but when you do have the lows, you all knuckle down, roll your sleeves up and get into it. But you only get that if, if you hadn't created that, people go, I'm, I'm off, like, you know what I mean? This is, I'm working from home, there's no trust there, because they just do what they're going to do, and it's a difficult thing, isn't it? You, you mentioned a great word, so I, I, it wouldn't fresh off the management away day with my wider leadership team. <laughs> Our values are going to change this year. Wow, okay. uh, and, you know, when you have a big team and a big mass that you need to move about, and so Identity works at nearly 150 employed staff, and at any one time we've got permalancers that are on six to 12 month contracts with us, which provide us with our other 150. By the end of the year, we'll probably have some 400 people working uh, yeah, wow. in the business. And what we want to what we want to manage through our culture is behaviours, you know, and instill the right behaviours of yeah. working at Identity. And so this is one of the evolutions, and, and I continue to learn. And we want to look at things like trust, yeah. integrity, and stuff like this, and, and, and that, that responsibility, that, that element. And what are the lead-in behaviours that you need in order to achieve mm. stuff and so it's great for me and I'm at a great I couldn't be more excited and more motivated now yeah. running a business of this size than I ever have it's wow. a great game to play it's, it's, ama- it's amazing so look I could, I could, you can you know you can hear it in your voice you can see I'm, I'm sitting there looking you can see that passion and that 
it's, it's inspi- mate, it's inspiring. And that's why I knew I was so excited when you messaged me and said about, I, I'm happy to come on and have a chat. I was like, it's going to be great. And I knew it would be, and, and, and cause people out there listening, because, you know, you know, from SMEs and stuff that a lot of uh, our readership, a lot of listeners and a lot of people we talk to, from even knowing that maybe have that vision or that passion that they want to try and get to potentially where you are. And speaking to someone like you and talking about that journey and how you have achieved it and th- them core values that you, you're doing, it's, it's, it's so inspiring to listen to you talk about it. Um, I think one one thing, again, uh, for, for me, running these long hours, we, we talked earlier, you tapped on about work-life balance, spending time with your family, where you in a good place of where you are. And, uh, but uh, as a family man with young kids, with Simba Tyan, how do you, you you're running a, a business with 400 staff global and how, how do you how, how do you manage that how do you manage a work-life balance between that between that you know you don't, you don't. <laughs> I think you aspire to it mm. i think so there isn't is there such thing as that no and, that I, and i think that's i think people strive for the impossible mm. if entrepreneurs or business owners talk about how great work-life balance you mm. know is it, it's it's a it's an ecosystem of which i live in <laughs> and you have to just try and manage that ecosystem whatever way you can and my wife will probably listen to this and she is once again would be the only person that could comment on it but y- you know i i haven't been around there in the early years mm. um very quickly into our early relationship together, I would travel a lot. Mm. Uh, and when I wasn't traveling, I'd be sat at the dining room table once I got home from the office, planning the next day mm. and, and getting ready for a pitch, do that sort of stuff. And 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 I think, you know, I like to think that she believed in me at that, yeah. that stage. And then, and then as you have children, uh, it was probably still similar going mm. back I think it's 2018 when I decided to double down and took a risk. You know, yeah. I had one child at that point, and and um, you know, Anconia was very worried and very concerned about uh, you know, is this the right thing? Can you take your foot off the gas, please? Yeah. And I said, I can't take my foot off the gas because I'm halfway up the hill, and if I don't keep accelerating, the car's going to roll back down, and all my hard work that I've got to get here is yeah. going to go. We've got momentum of building, and so I said to her, look. Give me a couple years. Give me a couple more years. And I promise this 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 will do. Um, and that's kind of what I did. But then I love my children too much that actually they're such a they're, they're such a persuader. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> life life passes you by. And now I've got two, and I think I spend as much time. And I was talking about that ecosystem. I think. Sorry to all employees, but as the business owner, you do have flexibility in your yeah. working hours and what you do. And that's something I realised very, very quickly. Is mm. so it's okay to work in the evening, but if I've spent several hours doing X and Y, and even even the, even when my first one was um, born, I never missed a bath time. Amazing. So wow. whether I you know could get back, I mean, okay, sometimes I was in the middle of a pitch, and that you know, that was it. But if I was there, I was at home doing bath time and if I was traveling I was on FaceTime making sure I was there and it's such a wonderful thing because my dad didn't get to do that when he was traveling yeah, 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 you know, yeah, he's yeah, sure. told me some great stories about having to go to pay phones and us not being in or mum not answering it because <laughs> she's got three <laughs> kids to look after yeah, um, yeah. but now as well um, something I've learned 
the pandemic has enabled a lot of people to reflect, but it was probably, you know, the pandemic and over the last couple of years is the, you know, work smart, not hard. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the lessons that I learned over the last decade was I'll just work my nuts off. And batch, I could have been a lot smarter in what I was doing and hindsight being a wonderful thing. So now I get to do that. I'm very discerning about what I'm working on, yeah. why am I working on it, which enables me to to be with the family more yeah. and what's it all for mm. what am I doing if I'm not spending it with my family and friends you know and so I think that is a very important thing and I think anyone should listen to this because I think the pandemic saw a lot of death and a lot of change and yeah. illness and vulnerability of people it makes you realize what am I chasing here mm. that's really so f for me then looking at looking at that so was there is there something in you or was there something is there still something where you look at because this is something I, for me personally I've looked at as I was always people would talk to me about well, why are you only able I'll, I'll get there one day I'll get there and I, 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 what I lost sight of a while back was wh what is there what am I actually trying to achieve where's that where's that is it destination I'm trying to get to somewhere that I'm going to get there what, when I make my first million that's going to be my destination, is it? Maybe not. When I'll get this, when I've got this big house, or whatever them, what is this destination? And then where, by looking at that, you miss out on then the journey. That mm. And what I learned probably a couple of years ago, really sort of turning 40 was a big thing for me. I'm saying, well, I've, I've got to a point where I was like, actually got a bit down on myself. Like someone who's ultimately, people will know me as quite a bubbly person, positive, you know, smiling most of the time, blah, blah, blah. I've got to a point where I was a bit like, oh, I haven't achieved anything. What have I done? I'm like, I'm really self-doubt and all these things kicked in. I'm like, I'm really unsuccessful. I've not done anything. And then you look back on what the levels of success, because you know, is success, is success just based on your bank balance? Mm -hmm. And if it is, then what is actually life all about? And I've read a really interesting book. I listened to a really interesting book called Happy Sexy Millionaire by a guy called Stephen Bartlett. I listened to, he does a great podcast as well, I listened to, and he was saying, like, at 25, like, he sold social chain for 200 million or something. Well, but he said, at that point, I wasn't happy. He said, and what, what, I was like, what is the purpose? What have I done this for? I'm not, I've got all this money in the bank, and I've got a lovely car and a big, I'm not happy. I haven't achieved, so you go, you, and uh, for me, kids is obviously a huge leveller when you have, mm. you know, uh, it changed my world completely as it does with everyone but just to the point where that that's a real purpose where it doesn't I, i'm probably more ambitious now than i ever have been mm. but for maybe for different things and it's not that i'm still not on that thing as potentially you are on that that goal what you want to try and achieve i'm not i don't think there's a destination that i'm trying to get to anymore i'm trying to go i just want to enjoy this journey this is i'm on a path i'm okay we're doing all right and i'm just i'm on that thing but Tell me about like what for, for you like you like you know hugely successful businessman done amazing uh, amazing achievements that you and you've got to this stage and the, the growth over the last eighteen months especially in that thing. What what when do and you, the, 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 I guess I probably when know do you stop it, yeah I, I, because I know I've, I potentially know the answer to it in the sense that because I can tell that passion in you you love doing what you're doing so and there's nothing wrong with it like. I've achieved this whatever turnover and I've, I've got to this stage that's numbers like you said but will, do you think you'll ever get to a point where you go I'm going to take that back seat now 
awfully stoned as well. I think there's a male thing as well. <laughs> you, you, and just what, four years ago till I'm 40, and that number is so apparent in my mind, thinking, <laughs> oh, God, 40's coming round, and, and have I done everything I wanted to do? Aren't men stupid, right? So, uh, but I think also the the um, getting to a hundred million pound turnover, the centurion we used to call it in the team, you know, and ticking that box, and you're thinking, well, oh, I never thought I'd do that anyway. Yeah. Now I've done it. It's um, well, so what's next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started off my ambition in 2018 was to turn over 20 million quick. You know, I thought that was great. So, where do you stop? I think it's, I've, I've spoken to my family and it's about, uh, it's about ticking off the things that we want, mm. you, you know, and that's about, do I want to send our children to private school? Do we want this house here? Do we want this? Do we want that? What, what is on our happiness? And I'm probably not far away from, from that. And I think then it's about being super discerning in what I do because like my wife said, you know, I'll never stop being a businessman and, 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 and being an entrepreneur and I, I enjoy that but it's it's a different game of risk I play now yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm often in the boardroom talk about the analogy of moving the pieces around and, and it's it's stop doing it when it's not fun anymore yeah, and yeah. I think that would be how I how I see things yeah, yeah okay that's amazing mate a bit yeah. like gambling eh a bit like Stop it when the fun, <laughs> fun stops. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and I guess that's it. Like, 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 I guess just alluded to that exactly. It's that it's that if you don't enjoy that journey, why are we on it? Like, get off it. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, you don't enjoy. And like I said, I, I actually, what for me, I just accepted a couple of years ago. See, this is who I am. Like, spinning plates, having a couple of businesses going on, wearing a few different hats, but doing what I do. I just gone. That's who I am, and that's what actually makes me tick, makes me happy. So. Once you, I guess, then you get to that point in life where you go, I'm quite content with who I am as an individual. You've still got that ambition. I've still got that stuff. I'm still tr- trying can't to... Can't cage the animals. Can't ca- yeah, you just can't. I think, and like you said, even when, so, say you get to a point that uh, identity, whatever, whatever the plan are, and you go, right, I'll step down as angry or I'll go sideways or I'll sell or whatever them, them options are. And then ultimately, because of how your brain works and because of what you achieve, would you stop there when you go? Like you said, you just play a different game. Mm. I might invest in that, or I might do this, or I might. So, there's, um, which leads on actually quite nicely to the next one, which is what what what, what does the future hold for for Michael Dixon and, uh, and identity as well, you know, identity thing. Yeah, I mean we're we're not finished, you know. Yeah. I, 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 um, with with success and opportunities breeds more opportunities, yeah, yeah, new opportunities for yeah. us, and so. Um, we've got we, we've very much established ourselves as uh, an events agency in the UK and Cardiff is, is one of the, the major players so our focus at the moment is maintaining that mm. um, and, and, and maintaining the market share and then of course looking internationally for us yeah. and, uh, the team are very keen to open up uh, an American office um, probably both sides and so um, mm. I don't mind volunteering, setting up the LA office. <laughs> yeah. at all. Uh, I reckon he come out and help you. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> New York. So, and 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 in actually, even as close to home as thinking about Paris or something like that. So we we it, it's it's not now, but 
yeah, the, the, the opportunity for global expansion is quite exciting for us. Um, but then also we have bucket list projects that we want to work on. And so um, the elusive um, Davos World Economic Forum for us is a, is a project that we really want to work on. Um, we, uh, is that something that you, like, something you personally or something as a team that you go, that's the big one, that's what we want to get? Yeah, um, so event people are two things. They are masochistic and uh, they also like working on the, on the big gigs. So there are only a handful of big gigs um, that, uh, that 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 we work on, and so we've already delivered the G7, we've already delivered the NATO summit, yeah. uh, as I mentioned, this World Economic Forum. But then there are also some other large private client projects, the Adobe summits and stuff like this, so in, in Cisco Live. So there are a few of the projects in our sector that, yeah, we are just hoping that we get to kick off. And I am for, and for me, I mean, it's just one step at a time. This is my absolute focus, yeah, um, yeah at the moment, and then see what comes of that. Yeah, yeah. nice. And I suppose do it, looking at it like that, and from a personal point of view, you, you go, look, I will just take, because if you take each day as it comes, and you do look at each step as it, then you just, you get to enjoy the journey a bit more, because you're, I guess you're present rather than going, that's my best thing, I'm, always trying to get to somewhere and you don't that's why I, I struggle with that but I was always trying to get somewhere and then go just enjoy that period of time and be present in their moments because then that ultimately you're enjoying that mm. journey I guess yeah I mean if you stop you always you start going backwards right so yeah. I think we've always got to be striving forward mm. innovating yeah. developing so that's enough to keep me on my toes anyway yeah, of course of course of course brilliant mate look, well, we're gonna we're gonna we're rounding up now. We're just going to finish off as we always do. Just a couple of quick fire questions. Um, so, first one would be: What advice would you give to a young entrepreneur or someone wanting to start their own business? Uh, <laughs> so many things, right? <laughs> yeah. but I think the, the act fast with your decision making. Yeah. You know, believe in what you. Believe in what you're you believe in what you're doing. Believe in what you're saying, uh, and and act fast when you're doing it. I think for me as well is do everything to a really high standard. You know, don't accept anything but excellence, and 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 do it yourself. You know, no one's going to do it for you. No one is going to do it for you. And we often people talk about about the surround yourself by brilliant people. I built my business on doing that, but so is everybody else. That's what we all do. We're not. I'm not an expert of everything, you know. Yeah. And, and I, but you expect high standards from everybody in in what you're doing, uh, and that you do everything. You know, what you are doing, you have to go and do it yourself. You yeah. know, and, and, and lead by example. Exactly. And and often, I mean, salespeople are the worst, right? <laughs> so uh, you know they're, they're talking to me about oh yeah I've got this great new opportunity I was like okay so what are you doing about it what, what, what are you gonna get in and get stuck in go and research all through that no one else is gonna do it for you yeah, so yeah. that's my advice to them amazing amazing love that um, okay and final one we just round up with um, give me three traits that you think a business person needs to be an entrepreneur or big, uh, a good business person yeah humility definitely mm. be one I, I think. That's really, really important. Um, resilience. Uh, yeah, and 
tenacity. I'm not yeah. going to use another, another word, but it's, yeah. But <laughs> big pair of balls, you yeah. know, <laughs> bravery. Yeah. Excellent, mate. Brilliant, brilliant. Love that. Mate, what a great way to finish. Uh, look, um, I know how busy you are. I'm, I'm so grateful that you took, managed to take the time out to come on and, and, and speak with me. Uh, look, it's, it's so inspiring and to listen to you passionately, like I said, it's, it's, it's amazing. So I'm really grateful and uh, it's, what a great episode. I'm sure all the listeners are going to uh, absolutely love it. So Even with a soft hangover. Even so with, uh, <laughs> mate, <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> oh, mate, it was great. Listen, thanks again for your time. Brilliant. Cheers, I really enjoyed you. it. Thank, Thank you, mate. You.